So last week we ended with never underestimate the power of obeying a notion, right? We talked a little bit about, whoa, hey, that's not good. Um, we talked a little bit about that last week at the end, and I just really, I wanted to, st I wanted to start with that again. I think this is really a, an important thing for us to realize. A notion, in its definition, is a general understanding of vague or imperfect concept or idea of something. You know, like when you go to a storefront and they've put up like this, you know, God knows it's so dark so the sun won't come in. And you know how you kind of look through the window and you can kind of see things, but you can't make everything out perfect, but you can kind of tell what's in there. That's how we are walking through this life sometimes. It's kind of like, yeah, I can see because the Bible says we see through a glass darkly in this earth. You know, hopefully it becomes more and more clear to us. We walk more and more with Jesus and he becomes so real to us that the world's effects don't even, don't even mess with us anymore because Jesus is just so real. But, but the idea would be seeing through a glass darkly, looking through that window, what are we actually seeing? I think so many times a lot of you are walking around going, well, God never speaks to me. I don't really, I don't really hear from God. I don't know. But, but yet he's leading you and guiding you and ordering your steps, and he is speaking to you. But you're just not cognizant of it. You're not recognizing it. You're not... You know, you're not becoming in real in tune with that notion on the inside. And that notion that we're talking about is from the Holy Spirit. And so I thought it would be really important for us just to look at what the Holy Spirit does for us when he gives us these notions, these little leadings, these, uh, you know, hey, see so-and-so, you, you need to do something nice for them. You need to take them out for a meal. Or do you see so-and-so? You need to just compliment them. Or do you, do, you, do you know, you know, have you do this in your prayer time and something, something just walk, comes across your mind. You're like, huh, that was weird. And then you just keep going. Take the time to, Lord, what is it about that person? Pray for them. And then, I do this all the time. Some of you have been the recipients of it. Text them. Say, hey, man, I had you on my heart. I want you to know Jesus has got you on his mind today. That can be life-changing, y'all. That can be, and that is what we call good works. Things that the Holy Spirit shows us to do, gives us to do, inspires us to do. These are things that make for the good life. And we read that scripture last week, which said it puts us in the paths of the good life when we, when we yield to good works. So the Holy Spirit is your comforter. Let's read the scripture in John 14, 26. But the comforter... Counselor, helper, intercessor. I'm, you. I'm sorry you're having trouble hearing me, but I didn't say nothing to you. <laughs> tell, tell her to shut up. Okay. Thanks, babe. Uh, the comfort, counselor, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, bring to your remembrance everything I have told you. We can't forget when we feel helpless to remember that he is the counselor. He is the helper, the intercessor, the advocate, the strengthener, the standby. He is everything that you could possibly need. 
and he abides on the inside of you. He reminds us what Jesus said. What's the best way to remember what Jesus said? Anybody got a Bible? The Bible? I'd hold up my phone because that's my Bible, but there you go. The Bible? The greatest way to find out what Jesus said and what he's thinking, read the word. I'm on a quest myself right now. I think that books are wonderful. I think books are great. And I know y'all know that I'm not real crazy about reading, but I think books are great because books really help you and give you different perspective. But for, for some reason, the Lord has had me on a, a journey for a little bit now where I have read nothing but the word of God or, or a devotional, like I have a devotional every morning that I read. I just, for some reason, the Lord has just really challenged me to really dig deep into him and not, care, not so much entertain everybody's opinions. Now, that's me. I'm not saying that's you. If you enjoy reading books, by all means, go read books. But for me, that's what I've been doing lately. I've been diving deep into that. I've been giving Jesus lots to work with. The more that we put the word in our heart, the more that we treasure it up, we give him stuff to work with. So life change happens within the scripture. Proverbs 2 has always been my favorite proverb just because of the first six verses. But the first four verses really tell us how to seek the truth in the word of God. Can we just read over that real quick? My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you. The idea there is to hide, to put treasure in your heart and hide it for a time as such you'll need it. You feel me? So there's gonna be a time when you're gonna need that word that maybe you don't need right now, but there's gonna be a time when you need it. And what always kind of, I mean, it's cool that Jesus shows me this and that the Holy Spirit shows me this, but when I read something, it becomes real, real to me, and it's a promise, and all of a sudden the Lord's like, you're going to need that. I'm like, ah, oh, crud. But he's telling me what? He's telling me things to come. So he's warning me, hey, John, it's going to get a little rough, and the waters are going to get rough, but this is the tool I'm going to give you to use. So put that in your heart. And I hide it in my heart. And you know what happens when that thing does come up and get challenged? I don't fear. Because I've already given, given the answer. And if you're like, well, man, I'm never given the answer ahead of time. I, I don't know what to tell you about that. I'm just saying that God will give you the answer when you need the answer. I promise you that. So uh, let's treasure up the word. Verse 2, make your ear attentive to wisdom. Incline your heart to understanding. Now, attentive means to listen. So make your ear listen to wisdom. What does wisdom come in line with? The word of God. Always, always. Oh, if you have wisdom that doesn't come in line with the word of God, you've got demonic wisdom. You don't want that type of worldly wisdom. You want the type of wisdom that puts you in the driver's seat where you got the edge over anything and everybody else. That's, that's, the, type of, that's the type of advantage you want. Amen. So um, do that, but then the word says incline. Now, incline's very interesting to me because it actually means to stretch out, to extend, to bend, and it actually gives the idea of dislocate. So it's, in other words, it's, it's uh, inclining is to do it to the point of almost like you've got to push past your uncomfortableness to get there. 
You see what I mean? This is how we search for and seek for treasure. Instead of, here's my proverb for the day, go. Good, now that's great. Took me three minutes to read it. Now I feel like I'm okay with Jesus and everything's good. I'm moving on. That's not the way we want to search God's word. I mean, we want to search God's word for the treasure. How many of you have ever found a revelation in a verse and then the Lord showed you a different revelation of that same verse? How many have ever had that experience before? Yes, yes. I think probably most of you have, even if you're thinking, I'm not sure. You probably have, right? You have this revelation, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, I didn't even see that. How could that be? Because the word of God, is, it's, it can't be exhausted. It's alive, it's powerful, it's active, it's living. So when we wield that sword with this thing called your mouth, this is not just for pie, Although I like pie, I'm a fan of pie, right? Sometimes when I'm told to shut my pie hole, right, right? So, so what you got to do with this mouth is you got to declare what the word of God says. But so many times we just kind of sit and we, we're silent. And my wife said to me the other day, use your word. Because I woke up, I, I woke up and just, and just this funk. Anybody ever w- waking up enough? And it was like, I just couldn't shake it. I just couldn't get it off me. I felt kind of anxious And I'm like, Lord, what is this? What's going on? And I'm talking to my wife. She goes, and she, of course, she's on her four-hour walk that she takes every day. And, uh, well, it's actually only, it's a lot less than that. But anyway, it's pretty long. I know I couldn't do it. But I call her, and I'm like, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to stay here. I'm just kind of really, she goes, use your words. And she's right. Use your words so many times, especially as guys. Guys, we just get silent. We take all of our stress and all of our blue, and we just, we just sit with it instead of getting it off of us and speaking what God's word says. It's just a bad habit. We've all done it. We've all been subject to it. Lastly, in verse four, if you seek her as silver and search for her as hidden treasures. How much, when's the last time you searched through God's word like there was hidden treasures that could save your life in it? Because you know what? There's hidden treasures that can save your life in it. So this is the way that we put the word of God in our heart. Now, in John chapter 15, verse 26, it says this. When the helper comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, that is the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify about me. The Holy Spirit will always lead you back to Jesus. WWJD, wear the bracelet. It's written on your heart. He's always going to tell you what Jesus would do and what God's direction for you in that is. And John 16, 13, I love this. This is so good. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole truth, the full truth. He will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he'll tell you whatever he hears from the Father He will give the message that has been given to him and he will announce and declare to you, are you ready? The things that are to come that will happen in the future. I hear people say this all the time. Well, you know, if I just had a crystal ball, I would have bought that stock. Well, you know, if I would have had a crystal ball, I would have blah, 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 blah in business. We have a crystal ball. His name is the Holy Spirit. And he can show us things to come. When you come to a huge business decision and you really don't know which way to go, he will show you. 
He will be that real to you. He will tell you things to come. Now, the Lord showed me some stuff about what's to come when we get into our building. That's why the devil is just resisting the, 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 the bejesus out of us. He, we're getting this resistance and this, uh, oh, by the way, uh, you know, uh, it's COVID, so your $200,000 renovation is going to be $300,000, and we're just kind of like, <laughs> I have laughed through the whole thing. I'm like, okay, Jesus, thank you for the money that we'll need for that, and every dime and dollar has come in, every dime, and that's because of your faithful giving and the giving of other people who don't even go here. Come on, y'all, that's really cool. When somebody sends the chapel a check for a couple thousand dollars and they don't even go here and they say, we believe in what you're doing. We just want you to, to, to let this help you pay for it. Man, that is cool. That means that God's looking out for us. And that's because we, together as a family, we've prayed and we've asked God to do that and he's done it. He will show you things to come. Let me give you, for instance, I'm gonna use your daddy. Steve Mitchell, Tasha's daddy, one of the finest Christian gentlemen that's ever walked on this planet Earth. I learned a lot about how to be a good husband and, and, and trying to be a good father from Steve. Um, Steve passed away um, suddenly at 60, 60, and it was, it was sad. But Steve had an experience. He bought this stock, and this stock was just absolutely killing it, hand over fist, and it was going big, and it had all the signs and Chris, I don't know what all the signs are, but you do. All the signs, and it was just blowing and going, and it's making him so much money. And, and the Lord said to him, sell the stock, it's going belly up. Steve goes, that's crazy. So he goes to Susie, that's Tasha's mommy. She'll be here soon. She's moving back. Yes. And if you're watching Susie, I love you. Um, Susie's like, that's crazy, Steve. That's nuts. We, but if that's what the Lord's told you, sold the stock, four or five days later, went completely belly up. What was that? That was insider's information, insider's trading information from the Holy Spirit. Steve could have lost his shirt on that because he had a lot of money invested in it, but he sold it and boom. What was that? That's the Holy Spirit showing us things to come. Can't tell you how many times the Holy Spirit has warned me before something was going to happen so I wouldn't be completely blown away when it did happen. We can have this type of relationship with him where he's showing us things to come. So what happens? We're not afraid anymore. If I know what's, whatever's coming, he, I, he's big enough to face it with me and we'll get through it together. I don't have to fear a thing. Not one thing. Hebrews eleven six. I love this. Um, let me say this first. The Holy Spirit will lead you as you learn to incline yourself to listen. Expect God to speak and follow through with how he leads you. Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God necessarily must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him out. Are you acting like God exists? Are you acting? I mean, I just, you, you take, we don't need any hands raised or anything. Just, you take your own personal assessment. Are we acting like God exists? Because if we're acting like God exists, we don't fret and freak out in the midst of circumstances. We trust him. We know that he exists and that he is a rewarder 
So we trust him to do that in our lives. So this is part of the expecting process. We expect God to speak to us. We expect God to minister to us. Let me, let me define speak because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure we got all the denominators covered here. Speak could be just an impression you have inside. It can be a thought that comes to your mind. It could be the Lord fully just speaking to your heart and you're listening. It could be a knowing. It could be a notion. So don't be like, oh, well, I don't know. You know, I hear you talking about this stuff, but God does none of those things to me. He is. You just got to begin to hone in on it, recognize it. Hone in on it, recognize Oh, that's the Holy Spirit. Okay, hone in. And guess what's going to happen, guys? Here's, here's the thing. The way that we believe and understand that he exists is by experiencing him daily. When we experience him on a regular basis, someone can tell us, well, God doesn't exist. And you're like, you're nuts. I just talked to him this morning. And he talked back to me. I know he exists. That's not even the issue. You know, but we learn that through our daily experiences with him. Daily experiences that bring understanding of his existence. And we know and have the confidence that he rewards the righteous. That's right. That is you, Kelly. That is you. I'm going to guess that Kelly's probably blown it in the last month or so. But are you still the righteous? You bet you are. Because it doesn't depend on Kelly or John or Ann or Leah. I got to get a couple guys in here. Or Jim. Or Tony. My main man crush. Who's got more jewelry on than Mr. T. I love it, bro. It's someday, bro, when I grow up, I just want to have cool tats and look like you. That's all. I love you, brother. You're the best. I know that. Okay, so guys, you know what we're talking about, really? We're talking about living inside out. Heart living, not behavior modification. Now, can I be interest, uh, interested? Can I be honest with you for a second? Why, Pastor John, have you not been honest with us up until this point? Oh, yes, I have, but I want to be real honest with you. A lot of the sermons that we hear in America are behavior modification sermons. This is how you modify your behavior. I would like to suggest to you a new way because I'm finding that behavior modification is very difficult and usually only the strongest will people really get some results. And God bless you strong-willed people that just, you know, that you just, you get the grit and determination, you grab onto it. I'm just not one of those people. I do the best I can, but if I struggle, stress, and strive, I'm a mess. And so are you. So what we want to do is we don't, when, we're, when we are able to yield and to work with the power of the Holy Spirit in us, we don't stress or struggle to be. What does that mean? You're a human being, not a human doing. Right? I don't stress and struggle to be. It's just me full of Jesus. We feel empowered beyond ourselves. We don't feel the need. Here's a key. Boy, if this hits you in the eyes, let it hit you. We don't feel the need to manipulate circumstances to get what we want. Oh, sometimes I, you know, I, I, if I'm honest with myself, that, that's exactly what I do. 
I'm going to, because I can pull this. I can make this happen. Guess what? When you really trust in Jesus, you don't feel the need to manipulate circumstances because you trust in him. God's challenge to us from within us is completely graced. So there is an ease. Instead of just seeing someone else do this. You ever do this? Okay, so for instance, when I was a kid, I'd see the Rocky movie. What was I doing out in the backyard? I started training for my own fight, <laughs> right? I got inspired. How long did that last? Two days, right? And you, you get inspired because you see someone who's thin now. Now you want to start a diet. So you just decide to go on this diet and, and, and you're failing miserably and you feel miserable and, and you just fall flat on your face and you get disgusted with yourself. You know, maybe that's you. Or maybe it's, maybe you see someone who's really got it together financially and you're like, well, that's what I'm going to do. Is that what the Holy Spirit told you to do? I find when I, when I change and I rearrange my life because the Holy Spirit speaks to me, it's easy. Super, super simple, super easy. Um, but instead of seeing someone else do it and try it, I accept the challenges to do good or be better from the Holy Spirit as he leads, and then I walk in that. You know, some of you are like, well, you know, I pray three hours a day. Hey, that's awesome. God's not led me to pray three hours a day. That's just not where I'm at. I'm, I'm a prayer all day long type of person, but God's just not led me in that direction. But some of you, I'm sure he has. And you're working with the grace that's on the inside of you. Do you see the difference? When you need to change, when you need to grow, the Holy Spirit shows you and then you begin to change and grow because you're looking at Jesus. You're walking with Jesus. You're not trying to modify your behavior. You're just trying to be like Jesus. You just keep walking and those things start to fall off. I'm yielding to my heart and those things start to fall off. Uh, you know, it was said that a guy had the hardest times to stop smoking. So he's smoking and smoking and he's just so frustrated with himself. So one guy tells him, listen, every time you light up, thank God that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and that the Lord's delivered you from smoking. Okay. Two weeks later, asked him, how you doing? He goes, oh, I quit smoking. He goes, really? He goes, was it hard? He goes, nope. I just kept on lighting up every time. Thank you, Lord. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and this habit does not have a hold on me. Every single time. Two weeks later, he wasn't smoking anymore. It wasn't a flesh thing. It was a, okay, God, I can't do this, so I'm trusting you to do it. It was God's challenge to him. We truly don't need to adhere to behavior modification. We just need to keep our eyes on Jesus and through his word, living it inside of us, out. By believing we have access into this grace in which we stand. Romans 5, 1 and 2 says this, and I close with this. Therefore, Having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. By believing, we have access into this grace. Now, notice what he says, in which we stand. This grace isn't elusive. It isn't out there. It isn't Boy, I hope someday God gives me his grace. No, this grace is right where we're standing. Right where you're walking. There's a grace right where you are right now. Pastor John, I'm kind of not living the way I should be. There's a grace right there for that to help you. 
I love it what, how it says it in the message, and I'll close with this. By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with him, make us fit for him. We have it all together with God. Say this next five words with me. Because of our master, Jesus. Oh, <laughs> thank God. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he's already thrown his, open his door to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. I, 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 I think this walk with Jesus can be just so much simpler if we just follow the voice of the Holy Spirit, that leading of the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. And he'll show us what good works we need to do. Now we're going to talk about what some of those good works look like. Matter of fact, maybe later in the month, um, Brian and I are going um, uh, to minister a little bit on that together. Uh, my wife and I, I think next week we're going to minister on that a little bit together. Uh, the idea of what good works are, what it is, the idea of it, why we do it. Remember, we don't do good works to get anything from God. We don't. Because everything that we get from God is by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we do good works to honor our Father because he loves us so much. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, Father, thank you so much tonight for your word, for the truth of your word, for the power that's in your word. And right now, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for the truth of the Holy Spirit that lives and abides on the inside of us. I ask you, God, just to touch the hearts and the lives of people here tonight. If someone's here tonight, Father, and they've never given their heart to Jesus, or, or maybe they've been walking astray from Jesus, and they, man, they've just, you know, they want to get that fresh start with you. I pray that you would just give them the courage to pray this prayer. We're going to pray all together as a church to make Jesus the Lord, the Master, the Savior, the Ruler, the abiding presence in their lives. I want you to declare this with me. Everybody say this with me as a prayer. If this is you and you're praying this for the first time or you're praying this again, pray it with a heart of faith, meaning every word that we say. Pray this. Say, Heavenly Father, I receive Jesus for all my sin. I thank you I now stand forgiven. I give you my heart. I give you my life. Would you lead me, guide me, and help me? I thank you for your favor that surrounds my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, listen, if you prayed this for the very first time, um, we're going to have prayer workers up here at the end. And if you have a prayer need, please don't suffer silently. Please come and pray with our prayer workers so that they can agree with you and, and, and encourage you. But if you prayed it for the first time or you prayed, hey, man, I, made my, I, I gave my heart to Jesus again tonight. Man, let them know so that they can pray with you and solidify that. Amen.